Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. My name's Phil Nace, and I'm here to help you win cash, lots of cash, with Nick Brettwish. What's up, dude? Nothing much. How's it going today? It's going fantastic. You know what? I'm glad to be here with you. I'm glad to be co-hosting with you every Monday is what I heard, and I like that idea. Yeah, we're going to be on a new uh, Monday schedule. Should be exciting. Yeah, hopefully we can convince you to talk a little hoops, but... uh, (laughs) But that's okay, because today we have a, a tackle football game to talk about, right? Yeah, we, we could think about basketball. I, I mean, that was my favorite sport growing up, too. I, I played religiously, and I'm I'm a college basketball guy. I just the whole NBA DFS thing, I've never really put the time into it. It's like, I, I don't know what day LeBron's going to try hard. So, I, I mean, I played a couple of years ago, and that's just what I always found. It's like, I don't know what day these guys actually want to play like they're the best players in the world so it kind of turned me off to it back in the day and strictly strictly nfl and baseball these days you know what that makes a lot of sense you know that that makes a lot of sense i'm a basketball guy i love college basketball though so we'll have things yep. to talk about starting next week college basketball yeah absolutely cole anthony uh player of the year is what i'm calling okay I'm also a, i'm a carolina homer though so well that's, that's fair uh, <laughs> that's fair you know gonzaga has a oh, win yeah. has a win total this year of twenty seven and a half games over under. Jeez. And they lost their the three best players, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They just keep bringing in. I, I checked a little bit of their recruiting class. Is their non conference schedule pretty easy then? Yeah, it always is. Yeah. Although they'll pro- they'll probably play. I haven't looked at it close enough to make a an opinion either way. But they do play like the uh, Hawaii Classic. And they play, um, I think they're playing in the North Carolina Classic or something. They're some kind of four-team tournament. But they all begin next week. There'll be tons of tournaments. I'll have them on my daily column. And we'll have to talk about that next week. But we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Miami Dolphins. What do you like about this game? I like the Steelers, I'll tell you that. Um, what is the, the spread's at 14 Mm-hmm. I think everybody's healthy for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Over uh, well, we got a total of forty-three, and I don't know if if you know yet, but Kenyon Drake just got traded to the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, so he did. That I I mean, my first initial take on that is maybe that the Cardinals are kind of putting the DJ injury a little under the radar. There, he must be a little more hurt than than we think. And then obviously Edmonds got hurt yesterday in that Saints game. So I don't know. It's Maybe if you're in a season-long league, get some shares of Kenyon Drake if it's cheap. I doubt he's on the waiver wire. But, yeah, I, I mean, so that should open up things for Mark Walton on the Miami side. But I do not see them keeping this game close. You never know what Fitzpatrick's going to show up. I guess he could throw for 370 yards and four touchdowns, and it wouldn't be surprising. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it should be a bloodbath. I took Pitt and Survivor this week, so I'm, I'm rooting for the Steelers. I'm sure you are. I, I I don't have any real interest in this game. But a couple things uh, I saw this morning and, and yesterday. The offensive line, finally for the Dolphins, two consecutive weeks where they've had the same five starters. And that's a big deal to me. The other oh, for thing, sure. The other thing is Ryan Fitzpatrick was not sacked last week, and, and that's a big thing for him. Um, the, the one thing that gives me pause, I, I'm with you on the Steelers, um, but the one thing that gives me pause is that Miami has covered two weeks in a row, and one of those weeks was on the road. Road dogs have been very good this season in the NFL, so I suppose I might go against you. I might be contrarian tonight, Nick. 
No, I may uh, I may take Miami with you if you if you talk me into it. I, I have no actual read on this game. I just think I'm just looking at the point spread and I just don't see how Pitt loses. But yeah, like you said, they did cover as a double digit dog last week in Buffalo, I believe it was. Yeah. And Fitzpatrick, yeah, like you said about the offensive line, that's always a big thing a lot of people really don't look into. And and that's something that I really value in, in all aspects of fantasy is a healthy offensive line. So that, that's good. I, I do not follow Miami Dolphins that often. They're not really ever on my fantasy radar. But that, that's good to hear that they have had the same five guys for two weeks. That is a big thing. That is a big thing. You know, I used to follow the Dolphins a bit when my friend Jay was a quarterback there. But I'm a Jets fan so and a Lions fan. And yesterday's game with the Giants sucked because I had the Lions. That's one of the only losses I had. That backdoor cover sucked. But let me give you another stat. Let me see if I can convince you that maybe Miami is the play tonight. Maybe I'll convince myself. Road <laughs> dogs are 51-28 and 28 against the spread this season. And road dogs coming off a loss are 30-13 and 13 against the spread. That's a real trend. Yeah, and it's a trend for Miami because they're coming off a loss every week. Yeah, every week. And they're going to continue <laughs> to do that, I'm sure. But they're, they're rebuilding. They're getting better, though, I thought. And I think their defense is getting a little better, but it's got to be tough for them down there. Now, we're looking at this game from a fantasy or a daily fantasy showdown aspect. And I'm curious, what do you look for in your MVP or your captain? What are you trying to find tonight? Yeah, so I'm not a huge... I'll play the slowdown slate every time. Sorry about that. I can't talk. Um, I'll play it every week. I just don't... It's so hard to handicap, in my opinion. But for the captain spot, I mean, all you're really looking to do is just hit the cash line. You know, if you can get one up in the top 10 or top 15 where you actually get paid solid in these showdown slates, good for you. That I mean, it's it's hard to actually plan for that. It's just you really got to get over the pay line. And I think in the captain spot, you just have to have volume, guaranteed volume. So, I mean, Miami's pass defense has been brutal this year. So I, I really like Mason Rudolph in that spot. And then obviously James Conner, a 14-point favorite at home. Everybody knows that just screams, you know, a running game today for Pittsburgh that they should get up early and just run away with it. But I'm a little concerned with James Conner. Actually, he got that quad injury uh, two weeks ago, I believe it was, in L.A. And then we saw a lot of Benny Snell. There's no Jalen Samuels tonight. So that's my one concern is if Pitt goes up big, do they ride James Conner or do they just take him out of the game and go Benny Snell? So that's what's leading me to Rudolph or maybe the Steelers defense on a couple of lineups as well in that captain spot because, again, volume is not an issue for the defense or on the field half the game. And Fitzpatrick can throw picks with the best of them. Um, but the one, yeah, you scared me off that a little bit with the uh, Miami's offensive line not giving up a sack last week. And that was to Buffalo, who's pretty solid against uh, with a pass rush. So I don't know. I think at first glance right now, most of my lineups have Mason Rudolph in the uh, captain spot there and, and a little bit of the Steelers. And then I will put James Conner in maybe one or two. But I, I I wanted to say all week that would be my lead dog in that MVP spot because he is going to get 20 touches, I would assume. But if this game gets out of hand early, I could see them just letting him rest and just using a lot of Benny Snell. That makes sense. You know, those are good. Those are great thoughts. You know, for me, though, I, I think what I'm trying to do is find someone who can get in the end zone, especially a Fantle. Um, I also, I ran across something else, and, and I want to bring this up to you. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Fitz magic is in the air. <laughs> he leads all NFL starting quarterbacks with 20% of his pass plays of 20 yards or more. 
And Pittsburgh has allowed 21 big plays this season. That's over 20 yards. And that's seventh in the league. So I'm kind of leaning on DraftKings, at least, for Devontae Parker as my captain. I, I have a I do love I do love Parker. And he's one of my favorites uh, in season long. I only play in maybe two leagues, like just with buddies. I don't pay that close attention to it. Right. Because I'm handicapping and it's weird. It's kind of like a different vibe, if you will. But uh, I'm kind of thinking of a Ryan Fitzpatrick, Devontae Parker stack tonight, right alongside Connor and Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah, I think that's that's a great way to go. Yeah, I play DraftKings too. So for the for the most part, I had to say that yesterday on the live stream, and, and that was a great show too because Javi is more of a, a FanDuel guy. Right. So I was a DraftKings guy. It's a good mold there. So yeah, I play mostly you know 90% of my bankrolls on DraftKings, and then I'll, I'll always do a little bit of FanDuel just because there's obviously some different pricing some days that you can maybe take advantage of. But for the most part, I, I just have way more success handicapping PPR. So that's where my whole my captain spot there is that volume. I just want guys that can get you know six catches and uh, running back you know twenty carries would be great. But yeah, I, I do love Devontae Parker's matchup today. I think he'll see a lot of Artie Burns, who I think Devontae Parker could definitely beat often. And you know Fitzpatrick has no problem throwing it, chucking it downfield exactly like you said. Those twenty yard passes, those forty yard passes, and hell maybe even fifty or sixty tonight. So. I do like Devontae Parker. I've always been a believer in his talent back in Louisville, and it's just I, apparently he's not that hard of a worker, I guess, in Miami. I don't know. I, I don't, I've never gone to their practice, so I'm not going to judge the guy at all. But <laughs> I, I think that he could be a star in the NFL someday, and it's just every year it's just not happening. But he's put together a couple solid games this year, and when he come off last week, he had 10 targets. So you know Fitzpatrick loves to throw him the ball and is already confident You know, if he just throws it up near – Parker's catch radius he's going to come down with it and that's what kind of player Devontae Parker is so the touchdown equity like you mentioned that's huge for the captain spot as well if you if there's going to be touchdowns in this game you have to have that in the captain spot you have you're not going to catch you have to you know you brought up something I think is very important and gets overlooked a lot and that is playing to your strengths now you said and, and I I think that's fantastic that you brought that up you said I prefer DraftKings because it's easier for me to handicap PPR, whereas maybe it's easier for others because they don't play season long like you do, and, and it's easier for them to just look for touchdowns, and that is where you get rewarded at FanDuel, right? Yeah, I mean, it's half point on FanDuel, so uh, that's a bigger difference than a lot of people really imagine or uh, realize, I guess is the word I'm looking for there. But yeah, I mean, I put so much effort into looking at these box scores and watching the games. I think I usually do like four or five TVs in my living room on Sunday, and I try to watch as much as possible and then obviously watch Red Zone. But when you're watching Red Zone, you really don't get the flow of the game. You just see the big plays, and then and maybe that's good for, for fantasy. You always see these guys getting Red Zone targets because you're watching Red Zone. But for a PPR player like myself on DraftKings, it's really beneficial to see these games kind of unfold and really look at the at the flow so if you could picture your game script and everything like with uh miami i watched that game last week with buffalo and the game script was they were chasing points there in the third and fourth quarter and fitz uh fitzpatrick loved throwing Devonte parker the ball so that's kind of something that should fit tonight's game script so yeah i do i do think you're onto something there with uh fitzpatrick and parker towards your captain spots because i don't think a lot of people are going to play that i mean 
so many guys just throw lineups in these things, and I bet you, I mean, James Conner has to be the most owned guy in the captain spot. He's expensive on DraftKings. It's uh, 20100 Wow, that's If you a put lot. him in the captain spot. So you really you can't really play him with Rudolph and Juju in the same lineup, or you're just going to play Scrubs after that. Like, you're going to have to play Johnny Holden, who he was playing a little bit last week, but James Washington's back this week, so I don't think you really want to go there. It just kills your your salary if you put James Conner up in the captain spot this week. And my concern is that if the pit does get up big, Conner's going to be out of the game. So I'm out on Conner on the captain spot for the majority of my lineups. And I think I do like that Fitzpatrick spot there and Parker as well. Because I think if anybody on Miami is going to score two or three touchdowns, I think it's Devontae Parker. And that's what you're looking for in this, these showdowns. So you're looking to hit big, and that's what you, how you got to play these things. And that's exactly right. You know, I will use James Conner at FanDuel. He's 15000 but I need the touchdowns. Yeah. And, and those those are almost a sure thing, I would think. Yeah, I think, he, I think I looked this morning at the props. He was like minus 185 to score on my book. So that's pretty pretty good odds that Conner's getting in the box tonight. And they don't usually give away money. Right. <laughs> you of all people would know, you know, you're the handicapper. So I think that's a that's a great spot to go to for James Conner. But it's just on DraftKings, it's it's tough. You're going to have to fade Juju Smith-Schuster then most likely or Rudolph, which you probably don't want to do. So I don't know. Unless you're getting crazy contrarian and just playing a bunch of other scrub guys, I guess, if you want to call it that, on there with James Conner in the MVP spot. It, it's tough. It's a tough build. See, you're you're right there. You're You're telling us one thing about how you play. You're playing. You don't mind not winning the top prize. You want to cash. Correct. Yeah, I know a lot of guys have won these. Uh, like David Jones, that dude is a absolute killer on these showdown slates. I don't know how he does it. He puts a ton of lineups in there, but he's doing it with. He, you know, he's not just throwing random stuff in there. He always has a mindset to how he's going to build. Like last night, he loved Aaron Rodgers to Aaron Jones, and that worked out very well for him. I don't know if he took down the top prize last night, but the, like the last three showdown slates, he has. So he always has a mindset, and he just loads that up, and then changes, you know, his flyers around, and that's kind of how you got to play right now. But I don't, I'm not really a showdown slate guy, so I'll never max enter it. It's just I don't see that it, that doesn't play to my strengths. I like looking at other games and, and projecting game scripts and game flows that way. So that's where I make money on on DFS. But these showdown slates, all I'm looking for is just to hit the pay line. Right, you know, you know, even if you're playing ten bucks and you lose, you still lost ten bucks. Like you're in this to, to build a bankroll and consistent ROI, and that's what kind of you know player I like to, to play is just consistent ROI. And if I don't make money, then I kind of I got to figure out what did I do wrong, and that's just tough to do on this showdown slate. Like with the, I think one I I played the most money on a showdown slate was that Bears game at Washington, and I did use a lot. A lot of Taylor Gabriel, I just didn't put him in the captain spot. And like when I was looking at, I think I made a little bit of money, but it's like, wow, I had a lot of Gabriel, but how did I not win? You know, win big that week, and it's like, oh, I didn't have Gabriel in the in the captain spot. It's like, okay, I would have never done that ever. So <laughs> that's when I realized that the showdown slate thing's really not for me to invest in heavily. But it, it's always fun to play. You know, the football season is so short. And fantasy football season is so short. I think you should play as much as possible, but obviously be responsible about it. And these showdown slates—they're fun. They're definitely fun. You know, just, I, I know they're guys. tough for me to handicap, I guess, from the top down. But well, you, yeah, you got to have an idea of what you're going to build. And like you said, I think I really do like that Fitzpatrick uh, Devontae Parker combo. So I think I'll do that a lot. 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. I'm only going to play one lineup. That's what I usually do. And uh, just whatever, let it have a little bit of fun. I, I don't go after it like I used to. And that's because I'm busy doing other things. But at the end of the day, you have to also have a sleeper. And you brought up David Jones, who's, a, first of all, he's a terrific DFS player. Second of all, I have a lot of respect for him for the way he analyzes these players. He tells you why he's taken these players. Exactly. You know, yeah, you he has a mindset with every build that he makes. So that's, I mean, everybody needs to. And that's obviously the way I play DFS too. It's just for the, for all the, the members that went daily. Just start to start to play that way. You really want to have a mindset and a reason behind what you're doing. Exactly. On any slate that you play. But David, he explains it. He said, you know, because he understands that you're investing your hard-earned money, in most cases, on his picks. He might as well at least tell you why he did it. And, and I agree with him. I do that when I handicap. That's because in my real job of handicapping, my big job, the one that pays the bills, or most of them, I have to. My our previews and things are like nine hundred words. Yeah. I mean, minimum, and that's that's the way it is. Now, the one thing I learned from watching David play, though, and Javier, but David mostly because he's taken down three three weeks in a row. I don't think he did last night. I didn't see it on Twitter. So, and they usually make sure we know about that. <laughs> I'm and, sure he was profitable though, because I did read his write up, and it was a lot. It was very heavily focused on Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, and they both had a huge night. So I would sure assume did. he he made profit i'm sure he did but like you said these are tough to take down and, and a lot of times it's if you you either got to go big or go home you know and i don't really want to go home broke so i just kind of play for fun have a little bit of fun with it but one thing i because i've been reading david's stuff every week and trying to figure out how he does it because you know back when i played dfs for for a living we didn't have any of these things so we just had to go out there and rough it out and our football slates were from Thursday night to Monday night. And yeah, it was were, the full week. <laughs> they were tough. And I still play those, by the way, just because it reminds me of the old days getting smoked by Condia over at <laughs> Draft Street. And I just dated myself, I'm sure. But uh, one thing I learned from while well, reading David's work is that he's always able to identify and target someone that might be under the radar. And I think that's what you have. And my guy tonight is Mike Gisecki from the Dolphins, the tight end. Now, on the road, he's averaging seven targets a game. Now, I don't know if he's going to get in the end zone. That might be tough. I don't think he has gotten in the end zone yet. But yeah, I no like touchdowns to, yet. But I like, I like the fact that Fitzpatrick isn't afraid to sling it. He's going to have to. He's probably going to be playing with his back to the wall from the jump so he's going to be throwing he might throw more he might get more yardage tonight than matt schwab did yesterday <laughs> in the, how do you throw for 500 yards and no touchdowns <laughs> oh my gosh that, that was awesome i mean he ended up hitting value in dfs like i took him off my board at me i took everybody on atlanta off my board when i saw that he was he was starting so that was funny yeah, yeah sure. i don't know that's that's wild but but as you can you see i'm going with the dolphins I like to, in these showdowns, I like to take the team that's probably a heavy underdog because more than likely they're going to be throwing the rock. And if they do, I got to find a receiver. And, and that tight end is going to be that guy. Yeah, no, that's a great point, too. We, and Javi and I talked about this yesterday on the live stream is when you're stacking a team, and obviously a, a one game slate, you're stacking, of course, like needless to say. 
but you really want to know where that production is going to come from out of the the receivers i guess right so like i always use the rams as an example when they're all healthy there's like five guys that could blow up on that offense at all times so it's like for stacking you're not going to play all five because that's not optimal at all you're never going to win that way but with with tonight's slate, you know, like you said, you know where the production is going to come out of. It's going to be Devontae Parker. It's going to be, obviously, Fitzpatrick throwing the ball. And then Jacecki, and then probably a little bit of Preston Williams. I know they have, uh, who's their slot guy there? Um, why can I think of it? I don't really like him tonight. He's got a tough matchup. I was just looking at the, the cornerback stuff there. Who is their slot guy? What is his name? I don't know why I can't think of it. I'm sorry. But, yeah, I mean, the only guys that are on my radar on the Miami side is going to be Jaseki Parker, and then maybe a little bit of Preston Williams. He's a big body guy that can score two times, too. Yeah, But Preston I do Williams like – I like Parker guy. with um, – I think Artie Burns is going to have Parker most of the day in man coverage, and I think that is – that's a matchup that Parker could win consistently. Of course he can. I believe that he will, too. That's why I'm playing him in my top spot. You brought up Mr. Rudolph. The young fella, listen to this stat. He has a negative play on 5.9% of his passing plays. That's the fourth lowest in the National Football League this year. This wow. kid don't make mistakes. And he's a gunslinger, too. Like I, I love watching him play because he does like checking it down the field, too. And he, he did it at was he, Oklahoma State, I think he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would always just air it out, and he's, he's doing that now in the NFL. So that's impressive that he, he kind of limits the damage, doesn't make mistakes, but he still is not afraid to just huck the ball down the field. Yeah, you know, you brought that I'm glad that you brought that up. You've been reading my notes. You know, the one of the things that people are saying about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they have a, a great running back in James Conner, but he hasn't done much this year. And one of the reasons they feel, these are experts, and I think it was on the NFL channel last night, is because Rudolph spent his entire career as a college football player, a signal caller, out of the shotgun. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're doing now because it's comfortable for him because they had no real desire or uh, goal to play him much this year. Right. So when he gets in there, you can see that they take the majority of their snaps in the shotgun. And that's never been the case with Pittsburgh. And that's one of the things that they say they feel is the reason James Conner is not blowing it up like he did last year. That's a great point. I never, really, I love James Conner coming into the year in uh, season long and anytime DFS when Roethlisberger is out there. But that's a great point. If I mean, he had a great week last week, but really nothing. Uh, Cincinnati too, he killed, but everybody killed him. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty yeah, much. But I mean, he, all his damage he did against Cincinnati and L.A. for the most part was through the passing game. He has more passing receiving yards than rushing yards in his last two games that he's had over 20 fantasy points. And so, yeah, like you said, if, if James Conner's been productive, it's really been through the passing game. And that's and just that's, the way it is. I mean, that's yeah, just the way but, it has to be because, you know, they're trying to keep him comfortable. He's the quarterback of the future, but Brett or Ben Roethlisberger is the quarterback now, only he's hurt. Now, he's mm -hmm. going to come back next year for sure, and he'll be the starting quarterback again. Of course he will. So they're trying to accommodate this young fella, make him comfortable. They know they have an uphill uh, struggle for to get anywhere this year or this season, so why not make him comfortable at the expense of James Conner? That's okay. They don't care about James Conner much, do they? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I know Mike Tomlin does not do, care. I, I know Mike Tomlin does not care about our fantasy teams. No, absolutely not. I know that for sure. <laughs> I mean, I know that for sure. But uh, 
Anyway, if you had one sleeper tonight, I gave you mine. Who's yours before we let these people go back to their jobs? I'm going to say Benny Snell, and that's going to go back. It's it's a price play for me as well. He's so cheap, but my little game script here that I'm thinking of is if if Pitt does go up big, but now I like Miami to cover after talking to you, so this is kind of contradicting, but if, if Pitt goes up big, I don't think they run James Conner into the ground tonight. So really what I have uh, Benny Snell projected for is eight carries and three catches. So what it, whatever he could do with those, we just hope he gets in the box. But at that price, I'm more than happy. You know, he's he's very minimal. He's 2400 on DraftKings, which you could afford in any lineup. I don't know if you want to play him and Connor together. I guess on these, these uh, showdown slates, it doesn't really matter. You can get contrarian and different like that. That's usually the way to go. And that's that's how David has been so successful all year, is just getting different or getting weird with his lineups. But they make sense. And that lineup makes sense to me. If you play James Conner, and he does very well for two and a half, three quarters, and Benny Snell has a big fourth quarter, that's not, you don't really need a big fourth quarter out of uh, Benny Snell. You just need 10 to 11 points, and I think that he's uh, very capable of doing that. And then Albert Wilson was the other guy I was thinking of, the the slot receiver. But yeah, he, he's off my player board tonight. I'm just going to use Jacecki, Parker, and a little bit of Preston Williams on the Miami side. And then Mark Dalton as well. If he looks like he's going to be the starting running back now that Kenyon Drake's gone. Kalen Balaj barely played last week, so or two weeks ago, whenever they was last week, yeah. So it was just uh, Kenyon Drake and Mark Walton. Now Drake's gone, so I think that Walton's definitely in play tonight. It's a tough defense against a run, so I don't really love that. And, and our game scripts here that uh, Phil and I have kind of mentioned is we think Miami's going to go pass heavy, so why not use those pass catchers? I think that's Parker a great call, Giuseppe. dude. I yeah, think that's I'm a great call. Benny Snell is my sleeper, though. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give you one more. I'm going to give you one more guy because fe- you, you got me excited now. <laughs> I'm going to go with Jason Sanders, the kicker for the Miami Dolphins. Because okay. I have a feeling that the boys are going to score a couple touchdowns tonight and surprise everybody. And, and I think they're going to get the, move the ball downfield because, like I said, Fitzpatrick likes to throw the ball. Big play guy. Big play. Fitzmagic is in the air. And Jason Sanders is going to be the uh, beneficiary, if you will, of that. And I think I see him kicking a couple field goals, and I see in this game maybe going over the total tonight. All right. Well, if that happens, I don't think many people are going to play Jason Sanders, so that's a nice, a nice contrarian play. Um, and I do think, you know, if, like you said, if he just gets a couple field goals, a couple extra points, that's ten points for you, and that's more than enough value that you need there on your lineup. Just uh, hoping the rest of your guys go off. I hope that when I wake up in the morning, I'll have money and more money than I started with. That's yeah, my that's goal. the goal. Yeah, so I, that's one thing I want to say to the members too is like, don't anticipate that you're going to win 100k by playing this showdown slate. <laughs> that is very hard to do. I would say don't, you know, unless you have the bankroll to do it and you want to max enter this thing. I, I think that most of the guys that I I've seen in the industry that win these things have a ton of entries. It's right. like, and they have the same core of guys, and then they just kind of change off their flyers. And one of those lineups ends up getting getting that first or second place there. So for all the members that do see people winning six figures on these showdown slates, just know that it is not easy to do. And it does take, you know, it takes money to win money, too. So I would just say if you're if you're more of a cash game player or playing just a couple bucks every week, maybe make one or two lineups in the showdown slate. And, and that's about it. Or find a very low entry fee. And just kind of figure out, and it, uh, one thing I always say too, sorry to go on a rant here, is look at what wins these tournaments. Uh, anything you do in DFS, that was one thing that I 
I don't know why I didn't start doing this earlier. It's like the last two or three years, I started looking at all. The, I, I joined the same tournaments every week, and then I started to study the the chemistry of what wins these things. You know, and and one of my favorite single entry GPPs that I play on DraftKings, I've noticed that almost every week the winner has had a wide receiver and a running back that was right around the 5% ownership mark. And this is just, you know, an arbitrary example of something that I've found in my tournaments. So that's why I really liked uh, Darius Slayton and Mike Evans yesterday because they were both around that 5 or less ownership. Obviously, Slayton was like 0% owned. So I went with a lot of Mike Evans. And then on the running back side, there was uh, David Montgomery. He was showing up as going to be like 2 to 5% owned. So I really liked building around those two. And then you could play chalk elsewhere. As long as it's good chalk, I went with Lat Murray. And obviously, he blew up yesterday. But for any slate that you play, I think that that's a very important thing to do. Don't just be like, oh, I lost this week. Let's uh, We're going to add some more money in next week. Like, no, learn what you're doing. Learn who's beating you. Learn why they're beating you. You don't really necessarily need to know the names of the players that are beating you. Just know the the build that is beating you. You know, was it a guy that had the quarterback, wide receiver, tight end that was in first place, and then he had a couple, you know, 5% ownership guys? Big, okay, that's maybe something that, if that's happening consistently on a weekly basis, then all right, that's where what I want my builds to start looking like, and things like that. And that's the same on these showdown slates, maybe not to that extent because these slates are a little crazy. But just, just a note to all of our members, start being aware of the chemistry that is winning these tournaments, and we'll all get better as a community at Win Daily. And, in the DFS game here. So in any sport that you play, I think that's important. But yeah, like I said, NFL and MLB are really the only things that I do. Hopefully you you guys can talk me in the NBA, just start reading uh, Javi and David stuff on the NBA. Those guys kill it. But that's kind of my, uh, my teaching lesson for the day. I just want everybody at win daily to become a smarter player. You're you're not always going to win six figures. You may not even win, you know, a thousand bucks every week, whatever. But if you're making money consistently and you're understanding how to build a winning lineup, from other successful lineups that you've seen win these things every week. I think you're only going to get better and, and grow as a player. Wow, that was great advice, man. I'm telling you what, you're right, too. Keeping up with the Joneses, no pun intended, will get <laughs> you broke faster than anything else. You know, you got to have your own system and your own setup. You have yep. to have your own idea of what bankroll management is. We, I, I talked about that on the site a couple times. Um, you have to have that. But you can't pay attention to what David Jones does. He's a professional. He's got a bankroll that you don't have, and right. keeping up with him is difficult. And he doesn't expect you to either, you know. Right, but, but his write-ups, all the write-ups on the site are are perfect for anybody if their bankroll's twenty-five cent an entry or yep. two hundred fifty dollars an entry. Like the, like you said, he's not just giving you plays and say, "Hey, Max, enter this." Like he's he's explaining everything, and I feel like every writer at Win Daily does a great job of being transparent as to why they're playing the games that or the guys that they're playing. So that's that's something that I like about this site a lot. And so it's it's I don't I don't know what the uh, bankroll agnostic, I guess. Does that make sense? Like it, it everything that we're posting is for any type of player in the industry. Just know that limit your expectations if you're not on, on these showdown slates at least is what I would say. I'm not a big uh, promoter of these things but they are fun and i do recommend that you play maybe one or two lineups a day unless you do have a big bankroll that is funded by the house you know if you're on house money any any sports wager or gambler knows that maybe that's when you take a shot but don't change the way that you're playing just because you hit it once or anything like that that's a good way to, to lose your bankroll as well if you had a big week don't just triple up what you usually do stick to who you are and keep building consistently and then you can maybe take a little bit more of a shot as as the season goes on 
I had one of the, I was lucky enough to work for one of the greatest handicappers of all time. He's the one who brought the sports books to Las Vegas, Nevada. And they did a movie about him, in fact. I don't know if it was all correct, but it was okay. And, <laughs> Is it Casatino? What's that? It was uh, Frank Rosenthal. Robert De Niro played Oh, his. yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen that. Yep. He's the one who gave me my start way back when. I used to coach his daughter when I first got a job at Caesars. And when he had his issues, he went somewhere else and he took me with him. And I nice. thought that was really nice of him. You know, I lived in that resort for 17 years. So uh, well after he did. But uh, the one thing that he told me, and, and I never forgot this, he says, listen, you're not going to win every day. But you had better have a plan for when you don't. Right. And it better not involve your rent. And it better not involve your lunch money. And it better not involve your college fund for your kids. So that's my advice to you. Pay attention to that bankroll. Stay within your means. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Ask anyone who's won a lot of money. They didn't always win a lot of money. Now they are because they understood that. I'll tell you what, this has been a great, great half hour, brother. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. If you want to do a, maybe a quick recap, I know that Phil is heavy on Fitzpatrick and Parker and Mike Giusecki tonight. And who was who that? Your sleeper was Giusecki, right? Yep, my sleeper was Giusecki, and I'm also and saying Jason, Jason Sanders. Sanders. Yep, I'm, I'm pretty heavy on uh, – I was going to go with uh, James Washington a lot tonight. But I do, I do think that uh, Phil's idea here of the Miami pass game should be a very optimal build for us. Assuming that pick could score, let's get Fitzmagic in the air and just start chucking the ball to Devontae Parker and Mike Jacecki. And then I also like Benny Snell a lot. If Pittsburgh does get a big lead, I don't see James Conner staying in this game very long because he is coming off a quad injury. And that is a very important muscle for a running back in the NFL. <laughs> Absolutely it is. Now listen, folks. This is free, by the way, so all sorts of people who have never subscribed to Win Daily Sports are listening to this show. 20 bucks a month. If you would have just had my article alone yesterday, forget about all these other guys. Just mine, because I can only speak for me. <laughs> no, you killed it yesterday. And, and every week in the NFL, except for the one week, the first week, second week I took off because I was ticked off, and I did some tennis and I killed that. It was the U.S. Open, too, by the way. But, <laughs> but then, anyway... Anyway, here's what you want to do. If you'd have just played yesterday's picks, you would have been able to pay for your subscription at Win Daily for the next year. Yep. Simple as that. And with that comes the expert Slack channel where Nick's in there and, and David, the guy we're talking about, is in there and Javi is in there and all sorts of folks are in there. Sports betting people are in there. I'm not in there as often as I would like, but I, I'm slammed at work most of the time. But we've got experts there to help you one-on-one. -on -one. These guys are fantastic. I've never been around a bunch of guys from the DFS community quite like these. They give you the straight butter. They give you the picks that they're playing themselves and not just picks they want you to think they're playing so that they can play their guys without that much ownership. If you think that doesn't happen in the DFS community, it does. But where it doesn't happen, is at Win Daily Sports. Come on over, sign up, give it a shot. One month, $19.99. Just give it a shot, and I bet you you'll stick around. For Nick Bretwish, I'm Phil Nason. We want to thank you for listening to the Win Daily Sports Podcast.